0: I just saw the most mind blowing fact about JFK. What? <laughs> Do you get what I did there? No. Mind blowing fact about JFK.
1: You know what? That's hilarious because <laughs> in 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 research. In research for a three course that I was doing before I got on here. I was learning about some head exploding stuff too. So way to tie it together and creep me out even more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different
1: kind of red mist right there. What? (laughs) (laughs) So so we're just, we're just going to knock them all out at once. Let's hope so. (laughs) Okay. Well folks, that's not what we're here for. Today's not a three course. Hello, creepy peeps. <laughs> <laughs> we should try that again. Here, do, yeah. do you want
0: to? Should we do something different? Oh, that wasn't a cold open. That was just a, That was just me testing a bit out.
1: <laughs> okay, good bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so little subwoofers.
1: It's about, uh, this guy, (laughs) (laughs) this guy, uh, (laughs) no, I'm serious dude. Anytime I research for our show for the three courses, which I've been doing, I'm making a giant list of sounds, images, and videos. Uh And it's, it's terrifying. This is like, it's the worst because here's the thing. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad
0: that when it comes to like I mean you contribute too obviously, but I mean like when it comes to planning out like what our movie lineup is, I can I can take care of that. You you're the you're the big internet horror archivist. That's so right. When it comes to three cores, I, I leave that right up to you.
1: Yeah. Um well I've been wa- what I've been trying I, I've been looking at different icebergs and all kinds of stuff to, to get some sounds down and I was watching this one series and the way the guy does it is he plays the sound first while showing you the title and then explains it so it's just like snail's fart this is the this is the sound of a snail farting it's hilarious moving on ah! this is the sound <laughs> of a lady dying and it's like what <laughs> so it's scary because I'm sitting here I don't know what's coming next and like some of the audio is boring and like fine and trivial and then he'll just hit you out of nowhere with like something just horrible and it's like what so I've, I've had to like mute the computer several times skip several times yep. look over my shoulder several times I should turn some lights on in here
0: Hey Creepy Peeps, it's the Creepy Peepers Podcast. Coming at you with a little, uh, I guess kind of a bonus to a topic that we've already covered a little bit previously, a couple times on the uh, podcast actually. We are finally going to go down the actual video game side of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise.
1: The Five Nights at Freddy's! Um, we talked about the film. We love the film. Hope y'all do too. But now, we we thought, us creepy peepers, we've talked enough about a um, couple of internet legends. We've got four solid uh, three-course episodes out, so why don't we uh, shine shine a spotlight, take it away from Slender Man. Sorry, Slender Man. Hey! <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> and we're going to shine it on the Five Nights at Freddy's. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about the creepy peepers relationship with this franchise and uh we're we're going to start with our first memories our first sort of you know our uh, our love at first sight
0: <laughs> or should i say
1: love at first bite <laughs> oh wow that was good yep um well i guess i'll start off with me and hopefully this story is funny because I haven't told it in a while. But my first ever memory of Five Nights at Freddy's, I have I have kind of two equally like based not bad. It's, th- these two stories are based. No, um, <laughs> I have I I have two equally um important at uh, like start off memories of Five Nights at Freddy's, and that is. One one uh, October night in 2014. No, it was August because that's when the game came out. Yeah, the game just came out or was getting ready to, and I had a friend at the time who was funny, and he came up, to- <laughs> and he came up to me. He was like, "Dude, did you hear about this new game called Five Nights at Freddy's?" And I was like. Whoa, is it like Freddy Krueger? Are they finally making a Freddy Krueger game? You got to spend like five nights like dreaming, you know, like, cause that, you know, that'd be a good premise for a game. You spend five nights trying to fend off Freddy Krueger yeah. dreaming. And he goes, dude, no. So I saw like a trailer of five nights of Freddy's the game. And you're like in this house and this creepy girl jump scares you. And then there's, there's blood and I was like, so where, who's Freddy? And he's like, yeah, the killer, I guess. And I thought, okay, this game feels like it's got something in store. And then a few months later, Five Nights at Freddy's 2 came out. And I was just sitting on the bus, and there are these two little, little boogers uh, <laughs> <laughs> playing Five Nights at Freddy's 2. And I was like, hmm. What is this? And I saw Foxy jump out. Foxy was the first jump scare that I saw.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So this is Financial Freddy's 2. So was this, uh, this was not mangle. This was the, the what is it, like uh, Scrap Foxy or whatever the. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. This is the Withered Foxy that like jumps. Withered
0: Foxy, that's the one.
1: Yeah, he like jumps at you head on. Yeah. That was my first not not jump scare, I because it didn't actually get me, but it was my first like oh like that's that was my first viewing of the character. The jump scare didn't get me for some reason though. The game over screen of Five Nights at Freddy's Two with uh withered Freddy just kind of looking at you through mm-hmm. the mask that creeped me out way more. And I get it though. Sound.
0: I get it though because yeah. here's the thing. I I don't okay. This is this is gonna sound weird, but I've always found this very cool. I think there's something wrong with my brain. Because <laughs> I don't experience I don't I don't experience hardcore emotions and like reactions the way a normal person does. <laughs> For example, I can give myself a reflex test at any given time of day. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh I like psych myself out and then try to react to it. No, I mean, like, I'll just be sitting here, like, sitting, like, just, like, watching TV, and then I'll start hitting my own knee and doing the little twitch.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Just, like, unconsciously. Which, that that doesn't sound that weird, but that's not really my point, all right? I'm talking about, here, when it comes to, like, kind of like what you were saying with the, uh, being creeped out more by the little end screen. Okay. So, back during, like, the Slender, like, heading into the FNAF era, like, early on... I was uh, I was only eight years old. I was staying over at my grandma's and usually that would be the only time where I'd like watch YouTube because I'd like get her iPad or something. Um, so I'd like watch YouTube videos about uh, and then when it was time to go to bed and this, this is where I really messed up because when you're a kid, you don't think about these things ahead of time. but my, when my grandma goes to sleep, even though I was young enough that it was like, okay, you're gonna sleep in the bed with grandma. <laughs> Cause she had like one of those big, like queen size, you know, bedroom. She's still alive. I don't know why I said she did. She's literally,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but anyway, point is, um, so I'd be like, okay, okay, I'm gonna sleep above grandma. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be fine. It's just like it's just like when I when I have a bedroom, I run into my parents' room. So it's fine. I can watch whatever I want. I can. It's not gonna be scary, all right? Because. No, but it is because <laughs> dude, it's just me and my grandma in the spookiest oldest house that I've ever been in, freaking and so I'm <laughs> over here like trying to fall asleep <laughs> so like dude, pitch black room, no TV, nothing. And then like I can't do this. It's not working. But point is though. What that's not, that's not even the weird part. The weird part is every time because like it, it would become like those like horror, like Reddit horror stories, or even like horror movies, or like analog horror. Okay, that's probably a better way to explain it. Where it because it was a pitch black room because she'd turn off the light and then that'd be it. Then, dude, I'm seeing in pitch black, I'm seeing like. Freddie's face. I'm seeing the outline of the yeah. man coming to kill me. I'm like, dude, what is happening? But it gets worse because as a kid, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, as a kid, but even now to this day, I have really, really vivid, like just way too realistic and vivid dreams. Really? And then I'll wake up, and it's it's gotten to a point where in the first few minutes of me waking up or in the last few minutes before I go to sleep, I have no concept of what's really happening or not. <laughs> For example, there I'm sure there's been a time or two where you've called me, and I didn't pick up because I didn't think it was real. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> it is. But it, it's funny. Like it's I don't mind talking about it because it's interesting. But here's what's, like, fricked up. What's freaked up is like okay, uh, last uh, last like two weeks ago I was over at my grandma's and I was and I was asleep and I wake up and again in the first few seconds of me waking up I see a centipede crawl, crawl across the wall in front of me oh
1: like a big one.
0: No, well, no, like, there's, I know that there's centipedes, like, in, in the room where I stay at my grandma's, so it didn't freak me out that bad, like, I was like, okay, it's a centipede, but also just in general, it's, it's, like, not that bad, but, like, I'm just over here, like, what is, like, and and it's, and it wasn't even that that wasn't real, alright, you know, what? I'm giving a bad example, let me give you a good example, <laughs> alright, let me give you a good example, okay, so, every time I'm staying over there and my my grandma or somebody wakes me up. They'll they'll call my name. I'll be like, yes. And then they'll say, you know, something, 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 Okay. So it's been at least three or four times where that's happened and I've gotten no response only to find out no one called me and no one's home. Oh. And it's not supernatural. It's just like my brain being like, right. oh, well, you know what time it is.
1: Right, my brain actually, when I was a kid, used to do that all the time. I would always hear my mom or grandparents calling my name, um, and they wouldn't. And that also, I think, has something to do with what I was talking to you about earlier. You you mentioned you mentioned some mind blowing fact to me earlier,
0: and I was oh, talking yeah.
1: about <laughs> um, doing research for this podcast, and what I w- what I was seeing. For the creepy sound, like I was researching for the creepy sounds uh list, and um basically you know those like times when like you're really tired and you're either about to fall asleep or something, and you hear like this really loud noise for a split second, yeah, of like a voice or something. Yeah. That and that that's just something that happens to people, but that's messed up. It is, and that actually I think that it actually happened to me a few nights ago, but usually with me, when I get those uh, those sounds, it's just uh, it'll either be someone saying, like, hey, or like uh, it's like it's like cut off, because these sounds only last for a few seconds. That's how it works. So it's, it's either a hey or like a <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> But I mean, imagine because I'm laying in my bed, and usually it's when like there's deafening silence. So I'm sitt- you know, I'll be laying in my bed, and I'm getting, you know, oh, you know, I got the half half open eyeball, and then right when I drift, I just hear, Hua! and it's like, and-, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what other? It's like when you uh, when you're about to fall asleep, and you get that feeling of like falling over, even though you're laying down. Yeah. And it like jolts you back to wake. It's like sort of the same thing, um. But that that was that was a big sidetrack.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Nigel. Like,
1: uh, it's. Nigel was talking side about track, seeing though. faces in the dark, right? Yes,
0: but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I want to build off that sidetrack just a little yes. bit, because, dude, here's where it gets like freaked up. All right, because all right, I didn't want to go with this deep, but like for the sake of it. I think I will. Okay. So the reason why, like, I was having a lot of these, like, really vivid dreams and what made them, like, so scary as a kid, like, even like, even now I think it's scary. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait. I just realized it runs deeper. I told you about one of them. You experienced me having one of them. You didn't, like, see me, like, shaking or anything. I told you about the dream, like, the same day that I had it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um... Every every time I have one of these vivid dreams, it's always about like some like big like and maybe it's not like something about like growing up or something. And, like maybe because like I wouldn't I wouldn't it wouldn't be weird for an adult to have these dreams, but it's it's alarming that your kid that kids can have these dreams too. But it would always be about like something that's genuinely happening, like during the whole like North Korea conflict with America, oh, that's yeah. what I was having nightmares about. I was like, that's right. Grade. You did say that, and that's weird. But I told you about one that I had recently when we were on the cruise about my parents dying. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember that. And, dude, yeah, it's, it's been a problem that I've had. I, I've actually – I've never – I should bring this up to, like, a therapist or something. I've, <laughs> I've, I've been to, like, therapy sessions and stuff, but not, like, for this, just, like, in general. And I've never once mentioned that this is a problem that I've had since I was a child.
1: Nigel, we're the creepy peepers. We both have a lot to tell a
0: therapist. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I like I I I didn't sleep normally as a child, not because of the dreams, but just in general, I never and, and it still kinda happens to this day too. I can't fully sleep through the night. Like I get paranoid, and then I wake up and then I'm either up for a little bit or like like now I've gotten better about it. But when I was a kid I would be up for hours at a time. Like, I would stand... I'd be able to stand in the same spot in my room, just standing there, like, freaked out, because I'm
1: like, why am I up? Why am I up so early? Yeah. And especially with the whole, like, being paranoid at night and seeing stuff, I don't know what it is about Five Nights at Freddy's 2 that's, like, I guess... I'm probably going to award it second scariest Five Nights at Freddy's game because, like, that game... Is the one that I think did traumatize me. I can't yeah. remember if I've told you this before, because I've told a lot of people about this, but I remember back when I lived in a much uh scarier looking basement. I was like seeing a whole bunch of like Five Nights at Freddy's 2 stuff. I was getting into Five Nights at Freddy's for like the first time. Um but Withered Chica. With her teeth and her, her uh, wiry arms. You did just, tell me about this. I did tell you about this. That was enough for me. And I literally was kept up all night in my bed. Just with that in my brain. And then like the more I kept thinking about that in my brain, my whole room was dark. So like I just started seeing just stuff and eyes and faces everywhere in everything. Everything was alive in my room that night. Yeah. That was one of the worst nights of my life and I know because I still remember. <laughs> Cuz you know I we had many of those nights as kids where it's like, ooh, "Ooh, I'm scared." And then you go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I and, was then, and then genuine. for some reason, you're not scared of it the next night. Exactly. Exactly. That and that was sort of the case there, but like it was just that one night where it was like I you know, it's a robot. I didn't even let lot because normally if I'm afraid of something, I I start to think of things logically. I didn't even let logic seep in there. I was just like,
0: ah,
1: ah, in my bed. I I try
0: to negotiate. This <laughs> is this is gonna sound <laughs> weird, but I try to like negotiate when I like get scared. Like I like I'll, I'll get like a pain in my chest, and even though I'm not like 65 years old, about the keel over from a heart attack. Like, this could happen. Like, I think it happened last week. I get, like, a pain in my chest. I'm like, please, please, I'll do anything. Just don't. <laughs> I didn't even of my Pee Wee's Playhouse collectors collectors full you know, pack.
1: What's funny is, like, that's true because anytime that, like, I talk to you about stuff that's scary and you just, you're like, no. The way you say it, you never do bargain with me, but you're just like, no, please. No, (laughs) that's how it goes. That's how you are.
0: (laughs) No, because like I don't know. Like I, okay, I've always had a fear of like getting murdered. Well, okay, (laughs) well, (laughs) and I don't. I do that's a that's a a very wise fear. But no, no, no. I always I have a I have a very and all right. This is gonna be a little meta here. Then not to be a little dark here, but living in America, all right. There's yeah. a very rational fear that, honestly, I think most people should have of being murdered in a public place, considering the stuff that goes on here. This but, is true. But here's the thing. I, I don't know. Like, that's, that's the mindset I go to. I go to – like, I'm, I'm first, like, bargaining. If I were Bruce Wayne's parents, every time I see the origin story and Bruce Wayne's dad is like, you're not going to take my lady's purse, dude. I'd be like, frick that lady. Take it." <laughs> I would have grabbed it off her myself. What you would do, don't kill me, dude. Don't kill me.
1: Please. Well, hopefully, you know, we're in the situation where the lady kind of gives up the purse first. But well, Let's hope so because that, that'd be a sticky situation.
0: Did we sidetrack too much? Is this do you think they'll do you think they'll allow this?
1: Um, I don't know. It's the creepy peepers. Well, I mean,
0: it's too much to cut. I think it's fine. Yeah, um, it should be
1: fine. It should be fine, right? Right. Well, back back to the Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, what is your basic first uh, sort of memory? Love it first. Oh, night. good question, <laughs> dude.
0: Twenty three minutes in. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first memory of Five Nights at Freddy. Actually, it wasn't the game itself. I used to watch this Gary's mod YouTuber Venturian Tale. Yeah. And he had a Finance of Freddy's mod. And that was the first thing I had seen of Finance of Freddy's. And I was like, what is this? What am I what are these animatronics? <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> and then like later on, I it was honestly probably like se- it was at least several months later before I watched an actual Let's Play of it. And I remember when I watched a Let's Play of it, I was like, this is kind of lame. Like, I remember I didn't take it seriously. <laughs> like, I I had played, I'd actually played Slender of the Pages when it first came out. Really? I, Yeah. Like, my sister was like, hey, guys, come play this game. Oh, I'm yeah, like, that's oh, right. Okay. I
1: remember yeah, that. So,
0: but, like, I, I watched somebody play this, and I'm like, this is, I mean, whatever, dude. Like, it's, like it wasn't that I like wasn't scared of it. It was just I was kind of like I'm seeing a lot of people talking about this. Like the hype was a little too much. Where even as a kid I was like, eh. um. But I there know was like
1: a lot of hype around the original game. Yeah. Um. But I'm I've I'm glad that it wasn't hyped up before its release, because That's true. yeah, you didn't want like oh it's gonna be the scariest. Right, because Five Nights at Freddy's one specifically um it's not the there there are scarier indie horror games out there um but the game is is so good with its tension and its atmosphere that you know because the animatronics themselves they don't look that creepy you know I, i mean compared to some other animatronic renditions we've gotten over the years of course but um, the that 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 game's uh, atmosphere is so well designed that you're you're left on edge playing that game the whole time, even though you know they're gonna jump scare you and you know what the jump scare is like. You're like, I don't want them to jump scare me. You know. Yeah. And, I, and
0: actually, now that I think about it, I think I I think the first time I really um like what like watched and like really absorbed a and Freddy's game was when like uh let's plays for the second one came out. I think the second one is when I finally started to be like, "Oh, okay, yeah."
1: Right, me too, because that's when it got mega popular enough to reach uh, enough to reach. That's when it got mega popular enough for it to reach us uh Midwestern boys out here. Midwestern boys, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, I find it funny that I got into it at such a late game. And I know, I know the first two Five Nights at Freddy's games, uh, I think came out in the same year, right? Uh, there the was the yeah.
0: second one, yeah, I think the second, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one that was that was what I always thought was so cool about it. Um that the second one came out the same year as the first. Then the third and fourth one came out the same year. Yeah. Then uh then Sister Location came out like the the next year, even though it was a huge game.
1: Well, not huge, but like, you know. Oh yeah. Well that that was definitely um a landmark in the franchise at that point. That was like a big cause that was the first time you could move to different rooms. And it was the first game with voice acting. Yes, yes.
0: And that was good. All right. There are some games where they add voice acting. It's like, mm, you didn't need it. Like, all right, here's the thing. It's not, I, I grew up with the Lego games. <laughs> and yeah. I, I remember when it was, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> like, I remember when that was what the quote unquote voice acting was. Then they had the actual voice actors. And it was fine. To be honest, I grew up more with the voice acting era than I did with the non-voice acting era. But I kinda liked the sarcasticness the uh the the, the, the original um Lego games had because it really it, it really built up the um Batman hates Superman thing. Yeah. Because all they could do since they couldn't talk was just have Batman be like, ugh. Every time <laughs> Superman came over, and I thought that was funny. I was a kid. That is funny, yeah. And then here's Joker. I've got the whole world in my pants. I'm like,
1: okay, Batman, relax. <laughs> um, you know, I think the right the voice acting in um Sister Location was good. The problem I think most indie horror game with a uh, voice acting has is that the developers themselves voice act and so you for a second you know uh, uh, you you know you know the acting isn't quite there you know yeah like I I love when um (laughs) I love when like it's like ooh here's the creepy narrator character and he comes up and it's like hello welcome to the game and it's like (laughs) (laughs) the creepy peepers game (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean i mean and that's that's what's also cool about five nights at freddy's is like that that was like the the stereotypical because like most indie horror games had that like person on the side on a voice recording which was the developer of the game you know explaining the rules to you and i you know even though Five Nights at Freddy's wasn't that different in terms of that, there's still something uh, different, I think, about uh, Scott Coffin's uh, voice on the original game.
0: Well, because he also, he wasn't just, here's the thing, every indie game now has some tongue-in-cheek guy who tries to either be way too sarcastic right. or way too into it. Like, he's like, hey, welcome to the. Welcome back (laughs) to Sonny's Dance Factory. Okay. Pick your character. Get ready. Get ready. (laughs) On your mark. Get set. Okay. Be sure to use that turbo boost. Bam. Or you have (laughs) the guy who's like, all right, looks like I got to train a new little uh, guy. So why don't you go
1: ahead and get up? (laughs) can you imagine logging on to a game well who's this little guy is that Gene from the creepy peepers
0: (laughs) he knows who you are
1: (laughs) well I mean who else is little oh yeah yeah. (laughs) they have chat GPT AI (laughs) yeah um well I guess I'll move on to the another question that I I've written down and is that, do you have a memory of like the big jump scare?
0: Yes. Yes. It is. So Mm -hmm. let's do this in order from, from game to game. Okay. I want to go over this. So I remember, um, just because this was used as so many thumbnails, even before people knew the, the, the deeper lore behind Bonnie's character, even what would soon be revealed both story-wise and behind the scenes. Everyone used Bonnie's jump scare as the... That's true. Um, no one used, like, Freddy or Chica. It was always Bonnie's jump scare as, like, their YouTube thumbnail and when the game first came out. Right. Um, but, yeah, so there was that. And then, uh, let's see. Second game. Second game... Um, second game, they always used, like, Toy Chica or Mangle. And then... Actually, no, no, no. Sorry, I take that back. Take that back. Toy chica or mangle were always used in like scary like shorts, like uh, like homemade shorts that people would make. And like source filmmaker. That's as true. As far as, as far as actual like thumbnails and stuff and like characters that they would use, even if it wasn't that game and it was like a mod, it would be um toy Bonnie, the puppet, balloon boy, or toy Freddy. Right. Yeah. Um. Third game, of course, Springtrap. Like, there's literally no one else you could have used. No one's going
1: to be scared of Phantom Freddy on your freaking thumbnail. Hey, I mean, but they tried. They put him on nearly most of them. Dude,
0: Phantom Freddy is like, who? Freddy let himself go. Okay. He gained a couple pounds. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. he gained pounds when there's no pizza in this game.
1: Right. And he can't walk right. You see him walking through the window, he's yeah, just hobbling. It takes him ten hours to move from one end to the other, and it takes him long. He'll dive down early to jump scare, jump scare. He'll dive down early to jump scare you. Yeah, because he takes so freaking long. (laughs) Um, Fnaf four. Okay,
0: this one they could have used anyone for the thumbnails, and they did, and it was effective. This was a scary looking. Like even though by that point the jump scares had gotten, after after like the third one and the fourth one were not known for the jump scares. The the these were both games that relied on the character design, which is good. That's true. Um, but you know, like this is what we're dealing with here. But that's like I said, it's good. Um, because yeah, these were games that really got a cry. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, I was doing my crying child impression there. Oh um,
1: that was that was good. I didn't know the crying dude. child went oh, oh.
0: Dude. <laughs> All right. You know what, Goat Man? Har, 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 har. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tune into last week's episode to wonder why that's funny. Um <laughs> But yeah, so basically, uh yeah, Finance of pretty 4. I think that that was the real game too. We'll get into this later, but I I just want to kind of you know foreshadow. This was the game that changed things up as far as if you thought like uh, you know these games are getting kind of like this was the one that really changed the game. I'll explain why later, but that's true. Dane, what
1: what were your jump scare moments? Um, what's funny about that is like I remember the bus one with Foxy, but it didn't really get to me because I wasn't playing, and then. I remember getting the first game on, like, my uncle's computer. But I by that, by that point, like, by the time I actually got to, like, playing the games, I already knew what everyone's deal was. So, like, you know, the jump scares got me, but it wasn't, like, there was never really one memorable jump scare that, like, stood out to me, if that makes sense. Something weird with me, though, is I kind of feel like, um since i don't have like a big one jump scare moment i will say something i've something weird that i've noticed about myself with five nights at freddy's 3 is that i don't know what the what the right combination is but for some reason that uh some of springtrap's jump scares would get me to a point that i would be able to taste the fear does that, that make- what the, isn't that weird i wouldn't that is. I would, like because like i already you know because you know we watched the last plays and stuff so it wasn't like any jump scare surprised me but it was just you know i think springtrap is well he's my favorite animatronic i'll just get that out right now but um i also think he's one of the scariest oh, and- he's he's my scariest
0: He's, yeah, he's across all, dude. It's just a dead corpse in a freaking robot, right? And that's what
1: makes him cool a dead serial killer's corpse inside there. Um, but his whenever he would jump scare me, it would make my heart jump, and then like I would get this aftertaste in my mouth of just like blood. Oh, never mind. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> Not blood. I can't really describe it, but it's really only a taste I'd get if something would jump scare me bad enough. Okay. It's really weird. I can't even like describe to you like a, a correct like mixture to give you an idea.
0: By the way, can I say just another another little uh, inside baseball here, Um, folks? This is so funny. I just remember this <laughs> right when Dane was talking about the jump scare thing. It reminded me. Um, there was a uh, one week period in which two days, there were two days during that one week period. Um, two times in one week that I jump scare Dane just by walking ahead of him in the hallway and then hiding behind like some random doorway. <laughs> and then I jump out and scare him. And for the guy who's, who's like way more classically trained to scares than I am. Dude, the reactions that he would give every time. Was, <laughs> oh, son of a... oh, that's true.
1: That the... oh, you me. <laughs> we we've talked about that on the pod before, right? I used to be a a, a scare haunted house actor for a haunted
0: house. No, 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 that's right. Remember, I, I we were gonna give you uh, a, a full flight, a full length episode about it.
1: Wow, we must have planned that a year ago because I forgot about that. <laughs> we did. We planned that a long time ago. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Well, folks, fun. That's the fun fact there. I. So, like Nigel said, I guess I'm, I'm sort of classically trained in the art of sneaking up and and peekabooing somebody. Um, I still get scared though too. I I embrace it. I I think life's no fun without a good scare. You know. So
0: I'll be honest. I'm glad that you're not one of those people who like get scared and then is like, Oh,
1: why know would you
0: do like, that? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, cause how can it not be funny when I give a reaction like that every time? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and that, and that is a huge part of what made Five Nights at Freddy's so popular is uh, the YouTube let's players. Fake or real giving off their big reactions. That's true, yeah. I'll be I'll be
0: honest. It, and this is this is gonna be like a so I I do have a bit of a history with this the franchise that I, I should have prefaced earlier. But it's really that um it's really that I didn't really get into this franchise until twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty. So, here's what happened. So, like I said, I watched the Let's Plays, but not really. To be honest, I think I watched, like, one Let's Play of the first game, maybe one Let's Play of the second game, then lost all interest, because then you had kids in elementary school. Have you read the new Five Nights at Freddy's book? Oh you my see, God. I got an interview with Scott Coffin and myself, and let's just say it was quite interesting. <laughs> um, he signed my Freddy Fazbear plush toy, and he's going to be at my birthday party i'm like okay thanks frederick (laughs) point is i i i kind of lost interest i i think i watched um i think after that i i watched the last like markiplier's last let's play of security breach just to be like oh you know let's let's see what this was all about in the end right um but that was about it like i i didn't even know like i didn't even get into like the Matt pat lore or anything I just left it. I just left it be. Um, But here's what happened. So in 2020, they added the game to Xbox Game Pass. That's right. And it was all four of the original games. And I was like, you know what? I never actually played these games when they were out. So why don't I give them a try now? And I did. And I was fully back. Any like affinity that I had towards the franchise before, I was like, you know what? Let's 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 keep it moving it's pretty good I, I started watching the game theories and I was like you know what this is a this this game holds up this is pretty good and this is you know stuff like that um, and a holler yeah and it was just <laughs> I like I really had a lot of respect for this as a franchise and I thought it was really cool and so then I got um, ultimate custom night which all right I, alright, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it yeah, in fact, we'll talk about it, but what are we just talking about right now okay, it's a game where it's literally like a sandbox mode of the original FNAF, there's apparently lore, but it, let's be honest there's not There's um, <laughs> yeah, it's like FNAF world they're like, no, 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 I swear it's important, no, it's not you just wanted to have a little fun, which is fine which right. is fine, I'm not dogging on it I'm just saying, relax um, Right. not everything has to mean something but anyway, point is uh it's fine yeah it's fine uh that's as much as I mean unless you want to talk more about those but I
1: you know I I was just gonna say that when it comes to like the overall franchise something that I notice now is that there is two types of Five Nights at Freddy's fans (coughs) and there's the younger demographic with their security breaches and their help wanteds and their books and their doll, their dolls. And then there's the seasoned peppers. There's the old crotchety's and they, they watch the, the VHS uh, analog horrors. Um, Ooh, those are good. Yep. They fully. We'll under- those. Oh yeah. We'll talk about those too, but um, they also um, fully sort of grasp the, the true horror. Of uh, a lot of, because Five Nights at Freddy's for a game um, that nowadays seemingly is, uh, you know, marketed towards a younger audience. It's got a lot of dark elements, very, and very, uh just generally just dark moments. Because the story of Five Nights at Freddy's is never a happy one. It's, ne- it's not yeah. going, go- it's not going towards a happy ending like the Five Nights at Freddy's movie was, but that makes sense. Movie, even the good ending of like
0: FNAF three isn't really that good. Like, right. like it's good. Uh, sorry, it's not like it's not not it's not good gameplay wise. It is. I mean, it's not good like for the for the characters.
1: Right, right. Um, and that and that's sort of the thing with Five Nights at Freddy's. The only thing that I have trouble with is just like it just it doesn't seem to end. And I wouldn't have so much of a problem with stuff like that because I'm a doctor who fan. That's a show that's never going to end. Okay. Then five minutes of Freddy's doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon either. But what, what, with the story, it seemed like there was just constant William Afton. He's come back and he's doing this.
0: And then he was set
1: on fire. And now his uncle came and, Grabbed him and put him in somewhere else, and now he's alive again. And then it's on fire again. And now, you know, there's a lot of the same stuff. It's it, there's never a break, and there's never an uphill climb and a downhill climb. It's just sort of yeah. the same. In a place with with animatronics, and every character involved is not gonna, <laughs> not gonna, uh, it's not gonna end well and so many people just get murked in this series.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree.
1: But I think my, that my main point was that there's two types of FNAF fans. And that's that's something kind of not rare but I I guess kind of new for me to look at for a franchise is that the the audience is so diverse in in one topic you know it's it's not like you see uh you know kids watching sesame street and then a sesame street enthusiast you know reading a sesame street novel with the tales of elmo trying to you know raise money on the streets that's not how you know that and and you know for for a, a franchise that seems so well grounded in like children's stuff you know, it's it's cool. It's cool to see so many of us, big big pants grown ups, be like,
0: Yeah, uh, to Freddy's is very good." Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, uh, you know, let's let's uh, for anyone who, I mean, if you're watching this far in, clearly you've you've got some context. You know, it's a very popular franchise. But for anyone who doesn't know, let's just run through a quick. Okay, basically a guy killed a bunch of kids because he owned a pizzeria and then his friend killed himself. So that's about it. All right, that's the shortened,
1: super hyper-abridged version. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. I mean, and, you know, to FNAF enthusiasts, that is just the, the first course.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're wrong. But if you're 40 years old, I, I looked at our demographics. Well, okay. You you know I have access to our demographics. The forty-four through sixty-six demographic who's watching, they're probably confused. So I
1: thought I'd give them a little. I throw them a bone. Wait, well, okay. <laughs> we got to talk about what Five Nights at Freddy's even is. Then we just, Five Nights at Freddy's. A guy and he kills kids and he, um, uh, and he. Pff, wow, I had a brain fart. Sorry about that. You see, um, that's why I um, had the
0: super duper average version.
1: That's right. Well, I mean. Five Nights at Freddy's is basically the first game, at least, and the premise of the game series is Night Watchman sitting in one room, mainly. I mean, unlike nowadays, watching over security cameras and trying to fend off uh, possessed Chuck E. Cheese like animatronics inside the restaurant. <laughs> uh, and that that that's pretty much and everything else as to like the why and the and the how that's all the story stuff that we were talking about. But yeah. is there anything else you had to say about that?
0: Oh, no, no. no. I was going to say uh, I, I, we kind of moved, moved past it, but I just want to say really quick while I had it fresh in the mind. Um, so we were talking about FNAF YouTubers earlier, um, which I'm sure at some point you had to have seen. It, even if you're not familiar with the franchise, FNAF YouTubers were just huge. They were... It became like it rivaled the likes of uh, Spider-Man and Elsa Playdate, gone wrong. That's true. Uh, but anyway, point is, there's a certain YouTuber who I'm actually not too happy with. Well, oh, this is what I this is this is why I thought of him. This was during my COVID resurgence into the franchise. Um, but basically, there's one YouTuber who's very popular now and is known for a certain persona that I don't think worked with this Let's Play. All right, no offense to the guy. All right, to each his own when it comes to reacting to certain things. But, okay. Don't don't make your fan base look like idiots. There's a guy that a lot of people like, and I have nothing against, and even though I didn't like how he treated this, I... I had to stop watching him for, like, a little bit after this. So, Moist Critical on YouTube is known for his kind of, like, deadpan delivery. Um,
1: Right. And he talks like this about all the topics. But before now, before now,
0: he was just fully this.
1: Like now he kind of like he can he can kind of ebb and flow with it, but oh yeah he he does got more he his general commentary has gotten better I think
0: yeah, and I went back and watched his at that point four year old so now seven year old, um original FNAF let's play, and dude it was just like it it made me mad as somebody who did get scared. At, and would have gotten scared if I had been playing it in that moment too, especially when the first when the game first came out, which at that point it would have he was playing the first game and then he did he did one for the second game, and both times he was like, "Wow, that was so scary. I'm actually peeing myself. <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't all right stop right, right? that's like he... the that's like the stuff that like your older siblings do to like dog on you. That's like, I don't know.
1: I didn't right. like that. That that's I I agree. That is something that I saw with him for a while was just this nothing can scare me. You think you can pull a fast one on me? Woo! Like you you get that? He 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 did have that definite persona for a while where it was like, "Oh, I'm not going to get scared by this funny Five Nights at Freddy's thing. It's Five Nights at Freddy's."
0: Yeah, and, and I wouldn't even be as mad if it if he genuinely weren't like a like like genuinely wasn't a guy who gets scared easily. Dude, during that period in which I had gotten into watching him, he was constantly posting about how scared he got at cock flying cockroaches that kept getting into his house. <laughs> yes, his yes, that's true. He's like screaming and running away, and I'm like, dude, are you serious? Yes. Not because I wouldn't have the same reaction, I would. But you know what? I also wouldn't do patronize my entire child fan
1: base for not liking a scary game. Right, and that's sort of something I'm. I'm sort of dealing with the same thing now, with um, and I can't remember if we talked about this on the movie uh review, but Jack Septicai, for some reason he's he's just. He felt it necessary to put, you know, on Twitter, which I don't I'm not on. But I mean, this was, I guess, popular enough for me to see where he's like, no, I I didn't like the FNAF movie. Like, I mean, like pretty much everyone else did. And I feel like Jacksepticeye did that thing where he thought everyone else was going to say it was bad. So he might as well make the video saying it first. And mm. now he looks kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so let's hope so Does yeah. to me with, with Five Nights at Freddy's becoming the highest grossing horror movie of 2023
0: hey good for them
1: uh, yeah honestly
0: and one of the most popular videos on the or popular podcast of the creepy Vibers.
1: oh yeah and I just bought the uh, blu-ray oh did you uh-huh I pre-ordered it hey good for you yeah very nice it's also on Peacock as you guys know but whatever we can't play the Five Nights at Freddy's games on Peacock. Yeah, that'd be a cool bonus um, feature. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll, we'll we'll Discord screen share t- through the podcast. Well, what what? Uh, point is though. Yeah, so those are the those were the first few games. Uh, going on, let's 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 look back. Let's let's do a let's do a little skull rating action.
1: A skull rating action.
0: Yeah, let's wait, wait, wait. Every
1: wait. Wait, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's the sexiest animatronic? Okay, dude. What? what? That's a genuine th- question. Markiplier. No, <laughs> that's not an animatronic. Uh, no, no,
0: I, that wasn't my answer. I'm saying this is. I'm saying what like Markiplier type. All right, <laughs> the bit didn't land. You didn't get what I was doing. Okay, <laughs> uh, I do have an answer. But, dude, it's just you threw me for a loop, right? What are the kids gonna think? They're gonna love it. What's Tyson gonna think when he, when he listens to this? Um, he's gonna go <laughs> like that, <laughs> most likely. Um, uh, I'd say probably either, um, uh, Funtime Chica or Ballora oh ballora
1: i never liked (laughs) dude are you serious i would throw you off a building what do you mean because here's the thing because like i've never (laughs) okay i've never been into like like that you know what i mean i i ballerinas ballerinas creep me out they just their precision is too and especially with ballora because she's an actual robot and you know Ballerina's precision is very robotic like and she's a robot. And I, you know, she's creepy enough in that one part where you're trying to crawl through that dark room and she's kind of spinning around, you know, in sister location. But no, I've I've never had a thing for Ballora. Um I think it's well, popular you're missing out. <laughs> I bet. I, I think it is the popular vote though to um <laughs> I think it's the popular vote for Toy Chica from the second game because I, I remember because she because she has the the pink uh, like the whole the the, the pinks outfit situation She's yeah got-
0: I don't know what's up with that
1: pink booty short I think Scott was a little lonely around that time <laughs> and, and that was something that a lot of I remember people uh, talking about with that game yeah every That's I remember cool. <laughs> even Markiplier. like I remember like at when everyone gets their first glimpse of her at the hallway, they're like, Oh, what uh, what is what is happening now? Huh? <laughs> Ch- Chica, you slim down. <laughs> Chica walks over, i slimmed down, didn't
0: I? Yeah. <laughs> I slimmed down, didn't I? <laughs> That's a little inside joke for the uh insiders on creepy papers. <laughs>
1: Um, um, but, yeah. but here's the thing. I'd have to vote uh, yeah, above Toy Chica because that's a basic answer, and I have to vote Music Man. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
0: Man. Why? Because he's you? No, because of his arms. Oh, dude! <laughs> you want this? You want to crash those cymbals? Ooh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey there. <laughs> 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 uh but yeah um, okay let go we'll, we'll skull rate each game. how about that here let me look up each yes. game so I remember because okay. <laughs> I don't know how many games have come out since. <laughs> Hang on okay yeah all you go ahead and start us off. All right
0: FNAf one I'm gonna give uh honestly 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a classic
0: yeah 10 out of it,
1: 10. it's uh, it's forever iconic the four animatronics- FNAF two. The atmosphere, all FNAF good. 2,
0: 7 out of 10. And here's Ooh. why. It's just too hard. Dude, to this day, I haven't gotten past night 4, dude. It's too hard. It's got great, uh, it's a great expansion of the original, but it's too hard. Um, yeah. FNAF 3, I'm going to give an 8 out of 10 because I find the atmosphere Ooh. way scarier. Oh, and okay. I think that Springtrap is the scariest villain. All right? I think Springtrap is the scariest animatronic. Yes. FNAF Four, I'm gonna give a nine out of ten for scares. Gameplay wise, I've heard it's a little barren, but um, scare wise, and the fact that, dude, that's what I was gonna say earlier. FNAF Four became like a huge thing because it's in your own house. The only That's thing true. that saved you as a kid was like, oh, it could never happen to me. I don't live in a pizzeria. Dude, then the FNAF 4 animatronics are in your house, dude. It's scary. And they're scarier than ever. Their designs yeah, and everything. Yeah, got the sharp teeth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that one I'll give a 9 out of 10. Uh, sister Location I didn't play. Um, but from what I saw, honestly... I'll give it like a maybe a seven point five. I like the part where um you get scooped and then the the yeah, arcade people are clapping for you and they're like, "Oh, you're scary." Um,
1: I I like so the I like part to- at the end where you look in the mirror and you you're you're like, you just see your outline in the mirror and then your eyes open and they're. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty scary.
0: Um. FNAF, what is that, FNAF 5, FNAF 6, I'm pretty sure was Ultimate Custom Night and or FNAF World, so I'll just, I'll just do like a little two-in-one there. Um, Ultimate Custom Night, I'll give a, a four. No, I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. It's fun. It's a cool idea. FNAF World, I'll give it a three, because they oh. are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, FNAF World. Um, Yeah, FNAF FNAF World Pizzeria Simulator. Oh, Pizza. Oh, that one's Pizzeria Simulator. Oh, in that case, yeah. I because I would would say
1: it a 10. Yeah, Pizzeria Simulator was cool because it was at first thought of to be just another one of Scott's, you know, just sort of weird games, sort of akin to FNAF World, and then like a good, good way into it, it becomes an official Fire Nights at Freddy's 6. Yeah. that's That was something, because usually Scott would tease and then release it early, and it'd be a big event. This he just released. People were like, oh, let's play this new game that Scott played. Let's play it here. And then all of a sudden, ask the, with the interview with the the big baby thing, you know, in the orange yeah. light. And they're like, oh, my God, guys, chat, what's happening, gang? You know? Yeah. That that was my Daco impression, by the way. <laughs> Daco, another classic FNAF YouTuber. Another classic um, FNAF Who made it onto the employee
0: of the month wall in the movie. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. I actually didn't notice that um... – he he didn't get to make it like a full on guest star, but I'm glad that he's you know somewhere around there. Yeah, he's he's at least on the set.
1: Um but yeah, so what's after the sixth one? I'm trying to scroll down, but there's literally, I'm not even kidding, so many ads it's refusing to. Oh Pizzeria Simulator
0: points to I think I'll give it a ten. Not just because it's scary and it subverted your expectations, but also because it's just fun. As an actual simulator, it actually is fun. they got little mini-games, they've got, right. little, mini games, they've got a little lore tie-ins, um, the the Fruit Punch Clown mini-game where you literally just scare kids as a Fruit Punch Clown and metronic, and then it goes full punch for everyone.
1: <laughs> um, well, then after that came Help Wanted, what do you think of Basically, FNAF VR. Yeah, I play yeah, it, too. I, played it. I play that, too. I love it. That's one of my favorite, favorite experiences that I have on the Oculus is that game.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine because, no, ten. Ten. Because that's, that's the penultimate FNAF experience, all right? The fact that they updated everything and remastered everything and then made it so that you're even more immersed in the action. FNAF 3 Springtrap, literally, you can see him crawling out of a vent.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that's one of my favorite parts of that game is is, uh, seeing Springtrap in the vent. Five Nights at Freddy's, a lot of those, I mean, if not a lot, all the games in that series, those games were made to be in VR. So, Help wanted, I mean... Thank God it exists um, Well, you know We all know With with the amount of games that come out And Scott Coffin Scott really can't help himself uh, By making different variants Of animatronics So Five Nights of Freddy's AR Special Delivery Which is the, I think the mobile game It right? is,
0: it's a mobile game I downloaded it on my
1: grandma's phone Like four years ago
0: It was not good
1: yeah, I didn't I didn't think so either. I think I downloaded it like once for one day, tried it out. And I mean, cool idea and, you know, they did a good job overall with like the graphics, I think. For a mobile game because, you know, a lot of other mobile games just don't do that. Pixel but, uh, dumb 3D. Exactly. <laughs> but um other than that, it's I think it's literally just a, an excuse for their for Scott to make a bunch of different versions of his animatronics like he likes to. Well, basically, um, then we get to our latest game so far. I know help one and two has come out already. Or not well, actually, yeah, it has come out. I haven't played that yet.
0: Oh, I didn't know the second one came out.
1: Yeah. I I think my, my brother Tyson, shout out to Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> he got he got the game. Uh I don't know if he's or I think he knows it's out, but he hasn't gotten it yet. Oh um, but he's about to probably for Christmas. Um but basically other than that, security breach is a stinker. It's not okay. It's not a stinker. It is.
0: Honestly, in my opinion, I think it is, and it's because they did what a lot of video games were doing for a while where they were they unfinished games just to meet the deadline. Like, dude, video, uh, yeah, care if your game comes out a few months later if it's going to be better. We don't That's want true. you to release it earlier to release a worse game, like Cyberpunk. They were like, yeah. oh man, this took so long, let's just roll it out now. It's like, dude, if we can wait 10 years, we can wait another, like, year for you to not have the most buggy glitched game of all time. And it literally only took them, like, a year or two to fix all that stuff, too. Or, like, mostly fix it.
1: Yeah, I remember Security Breach having a huge uh, bug issue when it first came out. Yeah. And you could just kind of tell, too, that things were unfinished and uh, frame rates were... Off and all kinds of terrible stuff. Uh, um, I guess I can commend it for doing something different. And the only thing that I do like about it is like Freddie and Gregory sort of have that Iron Giant wisdom to them, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying with that. And I always thought Freddie Fazbear was like a perfect character for that style of story. Um, Yeah. So I'm glad Actually, that in fact they, they kind of do that with um the the movie too. Right, right. So I'm I'm glad they got to do that in in the franchise at some point. And I mean it might as well be this one. Um but other than that, security breach I just I have no interest in. But I'm glad that it was different and it didn't lean too much into like lore. I mean It didn't
0: lean too much into lore.
1: But it didn't lean into it, right.
0: Yeah, it didn't it didn't lean too much into it. But I will admit, okay, considering that we're not gonna get any new games, at least like not any new like I think we are apparently gonna get new games still, but it's not gonna be Scott anymore or something like that. Um what I don't the only thing that I don't like about that is that now Security Breach rewrote the lore, where apparently the the stuff really happened or like it partially happened, but Scott in Universe is an indie developer who's like fabricating some stuff. I what I don't like yeah. about that isn't the fact that they wrote that into the story, but that we're not gonna get any clear answers like alluding more to what that means or, you know, at least for the time being, we're not gonna get any uh, like especially built up lore, right? Lines
1: or anything from Scott. We're not gonna get any of that juicy stuff anymore. Which I I feel like it happened this way because Scott didn't know how to end it. Which I Probably. mean, it's fair because he 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 always talked about struggling with like what fans want, and he knew like finishing off the story would never uh satisfy everyone so i i guess i i just i just don't count newer stuff as canon because it it ruins the the intrigue that we first uh had built for us when we first started playing the original games so that's what we're interested in and now all these new games are like that did not happen now this kitty stuff is happening and it's like no
0: yeah, it turns out the Fruit Punch Clown from uh FNAF Pizza Simulator is Freddy Fazbear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well that, that's it for me for the ratings of these games. Well you didn't rate it. You didn't rate it. I didn't rate it. Okay, fine. I'll give a security breach at least like like a one for its uh
0: <laughs> yeah. wow.
1: No, I'll give it a two. I'm sorry. I'll give it a two. I'm sorry. Ooh, that's still
0: comically low i thought you were gonna give it a little higher
1: well i mean i i can get a i can give a lot of stuff a little bit higher <laughs> that's true fine here. i'm gonna give, give, it give it a
0: four a, i didn't play it i'll give, it a, give a it a four but it's because i like vanessa
1: of course you do
0: but not like <laughs> that I, I like her as an
1: well hey we heard we first heard first. what you
0: thought about her in the movie okay dude that is different that's like saying i like nami from one piece and nami actually (laughs) actually, i guess i i guess i like her in both the anime and the live action but still dude like no no no. i mean i like the the introduction of a new afton family robot villain i think that that's good because i was getting and so was the fan base we were getting sick of no afton's back no he's not dude no he's not all right (laughs) I feel like Scott has just been listening to the boys are back in town, the boys are back in town. Da- and he was like, you know what? What if the boys came back? <laughs> he got inspired. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I'll give it like a four. I don't know. It's it's kind of cool that you can like walk around. You can tell they, they had a good time doing like this whole 80s uh, pizza plex thing. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. The atmosphere um, is good. The ruined DLC. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that HD spatial audio yawn. Um, But (laughs) the ruined DLC, I didn't play and don't know anything about, so I I won't skull rate it. Yeah, because it it might be good or it might be bad. We don't know, but we don't want to just be like it's probably. We're not gonna do that. So some people do that. We're not gonna do that. We have integrity. So we're we're gonna skip over that, but
1: um, you've got the what? biggest boy pants you've ever seen. Really? Yeah, we we we're the high official big boy pants wearing podcast.
0: Are you sure it's not um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Special what? guest David Spade. <laughs>
1: And here he is. Oh, wow. Hey. (laughs) He's surprised. Hey, it's you.
0: What? You not schedule this? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But
1: yeah, so that's about that's about all from us. Um, Is there anything about this franchise we left out that you are severely and forever going to hold a grudge against the creepy peepers for not mentioning? Let us know. And if they ever make a Five Nights of Freddy's 2 20 years later, we may talk about it then.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We're hoping for a
0: lot of sequels uh, creeping soon. Uh, but speaking of creep, we will creep you next time on the Creepy Peepers Podcast. Oh, yeah. Where we, where we will be uh, rolling out our Christmas lineup. That's right. We're actually uh-huh. going to have a Christmas lineup because we're going to try to we're looking to finish out this first season by the end of the year so that we can get out. Um, we can start season two at the start of next year. Uh, you know, right. It's just just to even it out, even things out a little bit, which does mean we will be taking a break. But don't worry, we're going to get out at least six more episodes other than this one. Um, We've got some year. things
1: cooking that we have yes, to let simmer in the pot for a while once we finish up this season.
0: Absolutely. So stay tuned for all that and uh yeah, we will see you next time creepy peepers.
1: you're listening back to this Mr. Nigel I'm going to go ahead and end it right here because it appears you've fallen asleep so I'll save you the trouble and I'll end it right here but we're going to have to finish out an outro or something
0: this has been a just a guy network audio production